everyone and welcome to a special edition of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on Tokyo Disney Resort. And we're coming to you directly from Japan. I'm your host, Chris, the one eating all the food at the resorts. And tonight I'm flying solo. Uh, next week we're going to come back with our regular show. Uh, so this episode we're, we're doing a special a special in-between episode. And what we're going to do is we're not going to talk about Tokyo Disney Resort this time. Um, much like our last episode, we're going to talk about Shanghai Disney Resort. Now, you may notice that Trisha's not here. Uh, she couldn't make it tonight, but don't worry. We're going to be here next week. So there was a lot of you that had a lot of questions about Shanghai Disney Resort. So I compiled all your frequently asked questions, put them into a list. I checked it twice. I went over it. And I'm going to answer some of these questions that a lot of you have. And hopefully this helps you with your planning um, and when you're going to go visit and all that all that fun stuff. So we're just going to jump right into it, okay? So the number one question that I was asked was, how is the English in the parks? Well, the simple answer for that is it's not much better than Tokyo Disney Resort. So if you've been to Tokyo Disney Resort before, um, I'm sure you've ran into some language issues. Um, So there are language issues at the resort. But with that said, cast members that absolutely need to speak English do. So when you check into your hotel or if you go to guest relations or to buy tickets, those cast members will speak English or they will get someone who does. Now, during our visits, there was a couple of breakdowns in communication, uh, but it wasn't anything major. I guess a good example of this was one person in our party was allergic to feathers. So I had to ask the front desk when we checked in if we could have one bed that did not have feathers in the pillows. And after I asked that, the cast member, she was a little confused as to what I was asking. So I rephrased it a couple times and she had to get someone to come and help her. So another cast member came over and I just repeated what I said, and uh, it took them a good, I'd say five to ten minutes to kind of figure out exactly what I what I needed and what the solution was, and they came back, they came back with um, asking if I would like a chemical pillow or a buckwheat pillow. I just went with the chemical pillow, since I figured that's probably the safest bet for um, for allergies. As for other parts of the park, um, 
Most cast members that we interacted with at the restaurants and at the attractions spoke some level of English, at least enough to tell us what we needed to do, which is probably the most important part. Uh, there was a couple of times at the restaurants where cast members didn't speak English, but there's menus with pictures and English on them. So all you have to do is point. So it's really not that bad. Uh, as for most other things, um, the attractions, like the stories and all that, they're in Mandarin. Uh, there was no English that I could recall. Like in Tron, uh, there was instructions being spoken. They're only in Mandarin. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, it was only in Mandarin. Soaring was only in Mandarin. I can't really think of anything where there was English unless there was a Disney song being sung, which was obviously in English, uh, just like the uh, fireworks show. So there was Disney songs being sung in English in that. So there's a lot of non-English in the park, which makes sense since their target is not English speakers. It's mainland Chinese. So it makes sense. But with all that said, we didn't really have any major problems. So if you're worried that language is going to be an issue, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Uh, there was a couple instances where I was trying to buy gifts, uh, specifically food, and there was no English on the labels, like with the price on it. There was no English. So I had to ask what was in it. And sometimes it took them a while to tell me what it was. Like there was, I was buying some candy and I wasn't too sure what was in it. Like, was it cookies? Was it hard candy? Like, was it chocolate? Like, I don't know. So I had to ask, and it took them a little bit to f- tell me what it was. But I'm sure with time, that'll that'll get better, hopefully. <laughs> Our next question is, what are the crowds like? Well, it's a little tough for me to say for sure, because it was the grand opening, so it's going to be busier initially. And for the grand opening like the first day i'm pretty sure they did not hit capacity they must have limited tickets i'm pretty sure they did because it was not crowded at all on the very first day it was more crowded the two days after it felt much more crowded the wait times were much higher so it's a it's a little tough to say right now based on my initial experience at the park so when i go back Later this year, I will get a better sense as to how the crowds are going to be at that time. But going based off of other Disney parks, the weekdays are probably going to be quieter than the weekends. So kind of go with that mentality when you do that. Our next question is, is it worth a trip from the U.S.? Well, if you're coming all this way just to go to Shanghai, I would say you should probably bundle that into a bigger trip. Such as maybe going and doing all three Disney parks in Asia. I would not make a special trip just to go to Shanghai if you haven't been to the other Asian parks yet. But if if you've been to Tokyo, if you've been to Hong Kong, you really just want to go to Shanghai, then yeah, it's 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 worth it. But if you haven't, it's probably not worth just flying all the way over here just for that. Um, at least not yet. 
Uh, it's still in it's still in its infancy. There's still some growing pains that's going to happen, and they're going to be adding expansions and all that kind of stuff. So it may change in the future where you definitely want to go there first, or or something like that. Uh, which leads us to the next question: If you're if you were to do all three parks, what order should you do it in? Well, the order kind of depends on your visa situation. So really quick, I, I know I know I've covered this before and we have stuff on the website and you can easily Google this as well. You do need a visa to go into mainland China. You cannot just show up and get a visa. And there's a little asterisk there and I'm going to explain that in a second. If you want to get a visa ahead of time, you have to apply for it at the, your nearest Chinese embassy. And depending on what country you're from, uh, the cost and the duration of the visa differs from different countries. I know for those of you in the US, you can get up to a 10-year visa for mainland China, meaning you can go go there as many times as you want in a, in a 10-year span. Uh, for myself, I'm Canadian and I got my visa here in Japan. I was only issued a one-year visa, which cost me about $100. So I can go as many times as I want for up to 60 days at a time for a year. Um, and as for other countries, sorry, I don't know them off the top of my head, but it's all there. If you Google it, it's pretty easy to find. Now, for the asterisks, there's also a transit visa. And what the transit visa is, if you are just going through mainland China, so meaning you're going from point A to point B, which is mainland China or Shanghai, and then you have to go to point C. So you have to go from A to B, B to C. You cannot go A to B and then B to A. You can't not do that. You have to be going to a different destination. So with that said, you can take advantage of the transit visa if you like. So there's a couple ways you can do this, and I'm going to be a little bit biased on this, but you're going to have to save the best for last, in my opinion, which is Tokyo Disney Resort. So to make it easy, fly into Hong Kong, because you can get cheap flights into Hong Kong from a, a lot of the major places in the world. Go to Hong Kong, and then when you're going from Hong Kong to Shanghai, you can take advantage of the 72-hour or the 144-hour transit visa. And then from there, you go from Shanghai to Tokyo. And then, boom, you can do all three in one sweep. Uh, just... Make sure you do your research ahead of time for the transit visa. Make sure you have all your proper documentation because last thing you need is forgetting something and you get you know stopped at the border or, or you know something like that. So just make sure you read up on it. There's a lot of information out there. It's really easy to find. Just Google the uh, mainland China transit visa and there's excellent information out there for you. So again, I would recommend going Hong Kong, Shanghai, and then Tokyo Disney Resort. Because you want to leave the best for last. <laughs> okay, so another question that I got asked a lot was about the tap water at the hotel. Now, it is recommended that you do not drink the tap water in mainland China. And specifically Shanghai. And I'm guessing it's the same around many parts of the country. There was nothing specifying us to not drink the, the tap water. But the hotels do offer free bottled water in your room so we just drank the bottle or the bottled water from there um and i would say it is safe to brush your teeth with 
the tap water. Just don't ingest it. (laughs) I brushed my teeth with the tap water and nothing happened. I was completely fine. And with the the bottles of water that you get in the hotel, uh, just take them with you into the park and they have safe drinking water in the park that specifically says drinking water. And those are all over the park and there's no issues there about not having anything to drink. Uh, there's tons of other options too. If you don't want to just have water, you can go. There, you can buy tea. You can buy uh, soda, and there are bottles of water in the park as well. I believe. I didn't really check to be quite honest because I I just took the bottle of water from the hotel, so I never had to worry about that. All right, and next uh, we're looking at transportation to and from the Pudong Airport. So depending if you if you're staying on resort. I would highly recommend just taking a taxi. The things with the taxi is when you get one, make sure when you get when you reserve it at the at the airport, you ask the person at the airport how much it should cost to get to the airport and they will know and ask them to write it down for you. Now you're probably asking why do that? Well, there are instances where taxis will overcharge you. Now, I never had this happen to myself personally. Um, I took taxis and I had no issues whatsoever. But I did have a friend who had a taxi tell him basically double the price as to what it was supposed to be. But thankfully, my friend had a piece of paper that said how much it should be. Um, But in the end, he, he ended up paying just a little bit more, but not what the guy was asking. So you have to be careful of that. Um, It's unfortunate that's how it is but just one of the things one of those things you have to be mindful of you can also take the metro which is really easy to take Uh, i took it to my non-disney hotel the first night i stayed which was the cube hotel which i highly recommend it was it was nice it was clean easy to get to on on the metro it was only four stops four or five stops away from the from the airport super easy Depending on where your hotel is, uh, taking the metro can be easy or cannot be. It it really depends on where your hotel is. But the metro itself is very easy to take. Uh, There's English on everything. So it's fairly simple to take. Now, about credit cards at the park. Um, I use my credit card to purchase merchandise. And I had no issues with it. I saw other people using their credit card to buy food. And it looked like there was no issue. I just used cash for that. Mainly because I'm just used to it. So credit cards were not a big issue. But as most most things when you're traveling overseas, make sure you tell your bank that you're traveling overseas so your card does not get locked when you're overseas. Because that's the last thing you need when you're abroad. Uh, Another thing is tripods. I saw lots of people with tripods. Now, I'm not 100% sure if this was just a special case because it was the grand opening and they were just allowing it or if it's allowed all the time. I'm not too sure, but it looks like it's allowed because um, a lot of people that did that I did see tripods with didn't have media passes or anything. They, they just look like regular guests. So I think you should be okay. Go ahead and try it. And if they tell you no, well, then they tell you no. But I'm pretty sure you're okay. Uh, Restaurant recommendations. Well, I tried my best to have two or to eat at two restaurants every every day. 
Uh, one being the only table service in the park itself was the Royal Banquet Hall, which was pretty good. It wasn't anything spectacular. The food was decent. Uh, you more go for the character meet and greet and being able to eat inside the Enchanted Storybook Castle, which is actually pretty cool. So I would do it more for the experience and not the food. Um, as for like quick service, the quick service restaurants, uh, the Pinocchio's Village is really good. It has uh, really decent pizza. And then there's the restaurants that is actually attached to Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Barbosa's. It has a really good uh, barbecue pork or pork ribs, which is delicious, and I highly recommend that. That was really good. Uh, the other restaurants we ate at were not as memorable, but there uh, we we only ate at I want to say six total inside the park. Oh, and the other place we ate was the Wandering Moon Tea House, which is absolutely gorgeous. It's this beautiful Chinese architecture building and inside is all these different themed rooms and the food is um, well quick service food and it's it's all uh, Chinese Chinese food like authentic Chinese food which is which is really good I had the pork belly uh, rice bowl which was delicious I love pork belly so it was nice and tender it was juicy it was delicious recommend that for sure and the building is is beautiful especially at night you can actually see the castle from inside the restaurant which is which is beautiful and makes for some really good photo opportunities as well so make sure you check that out uh speaking of character meet and greets um as i already mentioned at the royal banquet hall there's that and there's also various places around the park uh, there is the star wars area which has uh, kylo ren and other star wars characters there uh there's also the marvel area where you can meet spider-man and captain america and then there's uh mickey has his own little setup as well where you can go and meet him so that's pretty nice and throughout the day uh there's characters at various locations near mickey avenue which is right at the entrance of the park um i didn't really see any particular patterns but i saw like captain hook Pluto, Daisy, uh, Chip and Dale. So there's definitely lots of opportunities for character being Greece. Uh, another question was, is it a spacious park? Simple answer is yes. <laughs> it is huge. Well, it feels huge anyway. It's really spaced apart. You can tell they really built it with crowds in mind. Um, I haven't seen it at capacity, but just judging by how spacious everything is crowding shouldn't be too much of an issue the only place that i could see it being an issue is right in the gardens of imagination uh we we were there during the fireworks show and there was no crowd control really whatsoever which made it kind of a little claustrophobic so i would unfortunately i would kind of avoid that area if you can or kind of go up uh closer to the castle where you can kind of go up against a railing and then that way you're kind of out of the way of everyone else but overall the park is very spacious it does take a little bit of time to walk around uh to give you an example 
uh, to the left side of the park in Tomorrowland if you want to walk from Tron all the way to Treasure Cove where Pirates of the Caribbean is. That's going to take you about 10 to 15 minutes depending on how fast you walk. And that's if you go around. There's a lot of space in this park. They definitely have um, plans for it in the future with expansions and stuff like that. It's very evident which parts of the park they're going to have expansions, which is really, really awesome thinking instead of them having to build outwards all the time and making things a little awkward. They have these places that they know exactly where they want to put stuff. Uh, Next is Soaring Worth the Ride. Yes, yes it is. And especially for the queue. The queue itself is gorgeous. I won't give anything away, but yeah, <laughs> the queue is, is definitely worth it. And, and the ride too is, is worth it. Uh, the only issue with it is the story is all in Mandarin, so I didn't understand really anything that was going on, but it was still fun. Uh, what are my thoughts on Peter Pan and Buzz Lightyear? Peter Pan is essentially and a very modern take or version of the Peter Pan that everyone knows and loves. It's it's updated. It's a little bit longer, nicer animatronics. There's a lot more projection mapping. The queue is really nice. It's a, it's a gorgeous queue. It's definitely worth riding. And then as for uh, Buzz Lightyear, um, it's essentially, an, again, an updated version of Astro Blasters that everyone is used to. Um, and the story is a little different. You're actually Buzz Lightyear in space. Like you, you aren't Buzz Lightyear the toy in, you know, in a, in a toy setting, you're Buzz in space, like actual space. And it's the same concept. You're going through and you're trying to shoot and make, and get as many points as you can. Uh, the targets are much nicer. They're all, um, I'm guessing LCD screens. I can't really tell. I couldn't tell. Um, and your guns are all laser pointers, so you don't have to shoot to see where you're pointing. It's uh, it's there constantly, and all you have to do is just pull the trigger to register that that you're actually shooting. And the other cool thing is uh, the two people in your vehicle, everyone has a different colored laser, so you're never confused as to where you're actually pointing, which is really nice. <laughs> Uh, making reservations for the Royal Banquet Hall. You have to do it on the phone or do it when you're at the at the hotel. So that's what we did. We actually uh, phoned ahead and got that done that way. Uh, there's nothing online that I could see. Um, and as for walk-ups, we never had to do it, so I never asked. But um, when we did go, we did see people waiting outside, so it looks like you can do it but don't take my word for it uh, but if you want to have a safe bet just phone ahead of time and make a reservation there they will have someone that speaks English so no worries there walking to the parks or sorry walking to the parks from the hotel um, it's relatively easy to do from the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel it takes a little bit of time it's about 20 minutes and you have to go around the lake so it's not exactly quick and because it's on a lake I found there was a lot of mosquitoes so in the evening you're going to have mosquitoes and that's probably the last thing you want to deal with when you're going back to your hotel after a long day at the park so maybe walk it in the morning if you want to you know 
get some exercise in before you start walking all day. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it takes about 20 minutes. You can also take the ferry as well, uh, right from the hotel, which is just out, just outside the backside. Um, it, that'll take you probably about 20 minutes as well, just with waiting for the boat, getting on the boat and it, then it going across and getting off the boat and then walking to the gate. As for the Toy Story Hotel, I didn't really see an easy way to walk. We just took the bus every time. So I would just take the bus. It's super easy. The buses are constantly running. They have buses running to the park, to the other hotel, uh, to the transportation center. um, And they run until about midnight, I believe. So just take the bus. It's, it's, it'll save you a lot of hassle and it's free. It's, it's included. So don't, don't worry about having to pay extra or anything for that. Uh, another one was how were the bathrooms? Well, in lo- a lot of parts of Asia, they have uh, squatting toilets and Shanghai Disneyland is no exception. There are quite a bit of squatting toilets, but there's also Western style, style toilets. But we found that it was about four to one for squatting toilets versus Western style toilets. So you might find yourself, depending on how busy it is, you may be waiting for a Western style toilet. But if 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 you're used to using squatting toilets, there's plenty of them. So go ahead. <laughs> They're actually not that bad. Once you get used to them. But I can understand people's willingness to not really want to do them if you're not used to it. Because it does take some getting used to. So, uh, But overall, like the bathrooms are really clean. There's cast members were constantly in there cleaning and everything. So there's no worries that the bathrooms are you know dirty or anything like that. That was not the case whatsoever. There's always cast members in there cleaning. So... No worries there. Uh, another question is, how many days should you go? Now, again, this is kind of going back to we were there at a really, um, you know, abnormal time with the grand opening and all that stuff. So I didn't really get a good sense of how long it would take to do everything because attractions were breaking down and not everything was open. So it, it was really hard to kind of gauge but if I had to make an educated guess, I would say three days, three days, you'll be able to do almost everything. Four days, if you want to do every, like everything at a really nice, relaxed pace, like if you want to enjoy the hotel and just enjoy the attractions, all the shows and take in a lot of the dining and just take in the entire atmosphere. So two days, I would say it would be pushing it. Definitely not one day. I, you, I don't think you can do everything in one day, and you're going to be really rushed. And especially with the park being so spacious, it's really going to tire you out. It really is. Like if your if your time is really short, two days, two days, like at the minimum. But I would say three days to be comfortable. Now, <clears throat> this is probably again one of the most asked questions besides the English was. How were the locals? Like, how was all that? Because we all know there's been a lot of stuff posted on social media about locals doing certain things that um, people like people don't agree with. Um, overall, I really didn't have any issues 
with a lot of the stuff that was going on. Um, you have to remember that we are the guests in in their country. So there's going to be things that they do that are culturally acceptable. And to us, they're a little strange or, you know, whatever. So keep that in mind when you do go there that we are the guests in their country. So take that how you will. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I did see things that I didn't really agree with or, you know, I didn't care for. One was there was a lot of um, signage everywhere telling people not to smoke. Well, there was people smoke. There was some people smoking in queues, um, which I know happens in other Disney parks too. So this, like Shanghai, is not unique in that sense. Um, there's also smoking in the bathrooms as well, which again there were signs there, but people ignored it. Um, I found that cast members didn't really enforce that either. So I'm not too sure what's going on with that. Like if that's maybe something they're going to work on in the future or whatever. I don't know. But that's something I did see. Um, As for pushing and shoving that, you know, a lot of people know or think of when they go to China. Yes, it did happen. Um, And yes, it's a little jarring at first. Like I was kind of taken aback with that as well. Um, It's not as bad bad as a lot of people make it out to be but it it still is um kind of kind of a shock um a good example of this is at the turnstiles um there was no real like flow as to who would go next into the turnstiles there's just kind of a free-for-all so if you're not vigilant you are going to probably get pushed back a little bit so don't be afraid to kind of you know stand your ground and kind of push through don't be rude. Don't get mad at people. Just, you know, be stern and just do as the locals do and you'll be completely fine. As for garbage and litter and stuff like that left around, uh, that did happen uh, a few times. Again, I think it was just overblown on social media. It really wasn't that bad. Yes, during like the fireworks show after it was done, there was a lot of, you know, garbage around. But the cast members were there really promptly to clean it up and get that all cleaned up. Like, it was there for maybe five minutes, if that. So, it's not like every other park is perfect either. Because, you know, stuff does happen. There is, you know, people leave stuff. People drop stuff. It happens. And here, or in Shanghai, it might be a little more evident. But the cast members are there. They're cleaning up. So, there's no... I don't know. I really didn't find it that that bad there was a couple instances where uh, we were in the queue and there was just garbage laid lying around but there was no garbage cans that i could see so you know it's it's a that that one's a little tough but uh one thing that i that i particularly did not care for was during the fireworks show there were people uh standing in like the flower beds and all that kind of stuff in the garden's imagination um to me, there's a reason why there's gates and stuff, so you're not supposed to go on it, but people went on it anyway. I don't quite get it. I don't agree with it. And there's not much I can really do about it, so I'm not going to complain about it. But it did happen. Try not to let it bother you. It's just, it's one of those things that we really can't help. And hopefully in the future, 
you know, less of that happens where cast members ask people not to stand on there and just to stand in different areas or, or something like that. As for um, people using or well doing their business outdoors, uh, I did witness that twice and it was small children. Uh, one, a child was going number one in um, onto a tree, which... Okay, well, the kids should probably be going to the, the actual bathroom, but um, I'm not a parent, so I don't know. I don't know the situation, so I'm not going to say much on that. Um, another instance was in the queue, there was a mother, child, and grandmother, and the child did have to go number two, and the grandmother helped him, helped him do that into a plastic bag, um, which was right beside us, and that was the bit of a shock to see that um i didn't like you know i saw it i turned away i didn't pay attention to it and that that was the end of it so that was that was about the most extreme that i did witness there but i don't want i don't want these experiences to make it seem like shanghai is a like shanghai disneyland's a a bad place or anything like that because it, it definitely isn't there's just a lot of cultural differences i guess is the best way to explain it but i do not want to speak ill of anything of any of that even though some of it i do not agree with but if that's how it's done there that's just something we have to accept and hopefully in the future disney maybe takes a stance on some of these things that do happen and um maybe try to um give proper etiquette on how to do certain things in the park so we'll see with time on how that goes okay so that does it for all the frequently asked questions uh if you guys have any more questions please keep them coming i'm going to be doing uh more blog posts in the future and maybe we'll we will do more stuff with the podcast as well in the future um after we visit the park a few more times So thank you guys for listening. As always, Uh, make sure you rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher so people can find us and we can help them plan their trip to Tokyo Disney Resort and Shanghai Disney and also Hong Kong Disneyland. And once again, I'm your host, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, you can find me at Lover. And I'm also on Instagram under the same name. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening and keep exploring.